Welcome back, everyone, to the After Hours Adventures podcast. I am your eternal dungeon master, Jonathan Eugene Yan, drinking a uh, not-sponsored Jack and Coke today. And we are joined once again by our money-grubbing trio, starting with Eric McGill. <laughs> um, and also Michelle Ahn. Hi, world! Hello, world. And lastly, Kylie Gibson. <laughs> that was bitchin'. You guys can't tell me that wasn't bitchin'. That was good. Jesus. That was all the all the sound that was needed was just this the hitting hitting of oh shit. Hitting of Okay. Anyways, we, we have the whole gang back together again. Um before we start with today's episode, um I, I love how nobody's called me out on this by the way, but I have I completely randomized the order in which I introduce you guys every single recording, and I don't think it's ever been brought up before, but it did just bother me now, because I was like, wait, who the fuck do I say next? Wait, I don't have, like, a planned person next. I just kind of look at you guys, and I'm like, you, hi. But that's how all of D&D is. That's how all of the campaign is. We anticipate this. That's fair. Um, Half the time, it's like, ah, you, you, and half the time, it's like, ah, you, fuck. <laughs> All right. Anyways, before we get started today, everyone, let's do a quick recap. Our party was separate last time and fulfilled some much needed things in their own respective lives. Tara went on a date and got to know the strange topsider dwarf Cole, who was equally fascinated about his counterpart's life underground. He gifted her for her time with food and throwing hammers, promising to make less fragile ones in the future should she need them before promptly getting friend-zoned. Davina took Cody out for a rough shit before being approached by a town guard. Not wanting a repeat of the fountain incident, she picked up the poop and was awarded with another outstanding citizen pin before heading off to the twin feathers tavern with some hastily passed citrus loaves from her mother at the twin feathers tavern davina briefly talked with tawny about the avian's emerging magical powers and davina found out that tawny's father kugaf has been pressuring her to enroll in an academy to control her magic better davina gave some words of encouragement to tawny to pursue her makeup dreams before heading off to meet up with tara Lastly, we had Tucker, who finally cleaned up a pile of ball bearings he had left lying in his room. He shared a brief conversation with Osley, the owner of the Madeline Barrel, before heading into the basement to deal with Osley's small rat problem. This rat problem proved to not be small, but rather be some kind of infernal rat, not too unlike the ones placed in the rat races at the Battleful Harvest Alehouse, and Tucker quickly dispatched it, noticing that it had been feeding on the bodies of the other rats. With the infernal creature skewered on his rapier and dagger, Tucker prepared to go upstairs to show Osley his discovery before being struck by a sudden wave of nausea. An image appeared before him as his vision wavered, and he saw a creature with horns, beautiful silk robes, and an irritating, irritating smirk with a similar rat on their shoulder. As soon as the image had appeared, it had faded, and Tucker was left in the basement of the Madeline Barrel, confused and slightly fatigued. And that is where we are now. So, is Tara in a relationship now? <laughs> no. No, sir. I, I did no, specifically sir. describe it as friend-zoning. Um, R.I.P. Cole. I, I basically told him, hey, um, thanks. And nothing else. <laughs> no other data to go off of. I'm not, I'm not sure if he knows, but I know 
No, sir. You let him down without letting him down. I basically was like, thank you for doing all of this for me. Your reward is... I may see you again. There's no relationship. There's no situationship. There may or may not be even a friendship. Jesus That's Christ. The truth of it. <laughs> using like, using the, the wordage of the kids nowadays, uh, I suppose Cole had that negative riz when he was trying mm. to riz up. Riz I mean, up, up we're not even sure he's barking up the right tree yet. That's fair. We had talked about this before that uh, fucking Tara might be dot 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 question mark gay. Um. Or interspecies, which is a whole nother thing. Oh, yeah, you really liked Chazdick. Ooh, intersexual? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. But what, what if it's the fuck like a intersexual? So niche? Can you imagine if I'm like, I, mean, just I only homosexual? like drow women? That's, What's intersexual? Mm, just like be straight? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in all fairness, um, in all fairness, I will bark for a, for a hot drow woman. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh. I just get <laughs> nods around the table. All right. <laughs> Okay, with, with the, the thirstiness uh, out of the way, so just some housekeeping before we jump to our first player. It is currently around noon. All of you guys' variety of uh, things that you had done took around the same amount of time, and it is around noon now. There are five or six hours left of daylight, and as a reminder, tonight is when you guys are going to go and do your assassination job. But first, we're going to start with Davina. Um, Davina, you just had this conversation with Tawny. Uh, Cody did try to bite her, missed, barely, but Cody did try to bite her, and you see he is uh, he is trotting happily with you as you are outside. The last thing you had done was say that you're going to go look for Tara. What would you like to do? Look for Tara. <laughs> Uh, how are you? How are you going to try to find her? It's a big city. Um, you have no idea where her uh, where her date was. How would you like to try to find her? I'm going to shape shift into a dog, and I'm going to sniff her out like the animal that I am. That should go on a shirt. Wait, I have it. I'm going to shape shift. Does does <laughs> turning into a dog make her investigation go up? So. As a reminder, you do have a Cody. Right, okay. <laughs> I already have a Cody. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. But I think it's way cuter if she turns into a dog and they go together. That would be so, so you're going to turn into a dog and grab his leash, and the two of you are going to like walk together with like you walking a dog. That's, so, that's, so that's adorable. I would love to see that in real life. One dog walking another dog holding the leash in its oh mouth. Wait, and if anything, this is actually a good way for you to teach teach him how to track someone using scent. <gasps> yes. Okay. I think this might also be the first time that Cody sees me shapeshift at all. Like, would he even, yeah, it like, is. Does he even have, what is it, like, object permanence? Like, would he still <laughs> understand that, like, I'm me? <laughs> Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I gotta roll for this real quick. Does Cody have, have object the dog? permanence? I just rolled an 18. Um, yeah, fuck, dude. He he fully understands. Jesus. All right. Um, so here's what happens. Or actually, I, I want you to describe it. Uh, so so you, what do you do? You wild shape. I'm going to start by taking Cody's leash in my mouth and crouching down into all fours. And Wait, so you do this as an Asimar. You, you insane girl, you do this as an Asimar. You put his leash in your mouth and you just... Dog girl, wolf girl, up, just fucking off. Okay, continue. 
And yeah, fur is just gonna start sprouting sporadically. That's not the word that I wanted to use. What was the word? Copiously, like fucking grass through a potato sack. And yeah, I transform. I join my quadruped for a nice gait in the city. I'm so confused how your clothes are just coming back to you. They, they melt onto her. Um, okay, so as you are walking, uh, not far, honestly, from the Twin Feathers Tavern, you this, it dawns on you that you have no fucking idea where Tara is. And to try to find her, you think, ah, I'll sniff her out. So in the middle of the street, you take the leash that you've been holding thus far again a rope leash and you put it inside of your mouth you clamp onto that shit zoro style and you just go down on all fours onto the dirty road uh there are some people who are already staring because you are walking with essentially a massive husky in a medieval town and you kind of anamorph style just shift for like your hips pop and creak back as your your nose and face kind of turns into one and elongates cody looks horrified <laughs> cody makes like one of those weird like, like kind of noises and backs away yeah. from you yeah backs away from you with a head tilt Someone in the street screams bloody murder and you see another person just like from earlier when Cody shat, another person just almost faints and has to be carried away by their friend. Um, however, you do do this uh, body horror transformation in the middle of the street and uh, you are now a dog walking another dog. Congratulations. We have hit peak D&D. Yes, uh, I am no stranger to filth nor unproper decorum so yeah um do i have like anything to go off of like do i possess anything tara's ever touched before or can i just by memory seek her out because i feel like it might be easier to teach cody if i have kind of like a tangible object for him to sniff to know what we're looking for yeah i guess that's a pretty good question tara do you think davina has anything of yours at this point you don't you didn't carry that many things when you came up from surface that's a good point, but let me think. I don't think I've given her anything. You've given her love and attention. Yeah, that's pretty much it and friendship. Um, but she may have something of mine at her house. Actually, I think I will just kind of lead by example, if that makes sense, and just gonna start my tracking. Um, and hopefully Cody kind of just picks up to sniff where I'm sniffing and follow whatever I'm um, kind of guiding him to. Cool. As you sniff the ground, uh, there are still people staring. Um, people are very disturbed by this whole thing. Uh, you sniff the ground with his leash still in your mouth. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check with advantage, because as a dog, you get advantage on perception checks based on scent. Yay. So 11 plus 3, because that's massive stats. So a 14. Uh, 14, pretty good. Um, you're able to pick up, at the very least you didn't roll bad enough to think that Tucker was nearby, because Tucker has not been over here recently. Um, as you're <laughs> sniffing the floor, uh, you smell something that smells a little bit more earthen than you're used to. Um, actually, if anything, you've gotten a little bit used to it over the past few days. Um, your Mastiff brain kind of identifies it as, uh possibly Tara and you see uh, the spot that you were sniffing Cody starts to like sniff as well like like take a deep inhale on that specific spot okay perfect 
Yeah, I carry on. Where does this lead me to? Yeah, you start following it and tracking it. And I believe the last time that we were with Tara, Tara was actually heading back to the Twin Feathers Tavern. Am I right? I believe so. So what ends up happening is as a, like, like a detective buddy cop movie, as... Davina in Mastiff form and Cody in, you know, his normal form sniff and just eyes to the ground, sniff and start going in a direction, going under horses, going around people, just following the exact same route that Tara took. Tara, you are shuffling your feet. You're going back to the Twin Feathers Tavern. So eventually you see these two dogs <laughs> approaching you. Do I must recognize Davina. I've seen this dog. I don't think I don't. I've think ridden that dog. No, she's seen that dog because uh, I took off one time when we were kind of like I think somebody was trying to scold us because we did something stupid, rolling in the grass or something. That would have been Tucker. Um, oh, I was right, escaping yeah, no, Tucker. Say, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you you do recognize. Uh, Davina in Mastiff form and Cody behind her. I guess it also gives it away because uh, she also gives it away a little bit because she's literally holding Cody's leash in her mouth. Um, but yeah, you see them as you're on your way back. I uh, I bolt right at her and I pounce on her. I'm gonna hit the ground in a in a like friendly like unhinged dog way. I'm gonna hit the ground like someone just said the planes are coming. I'm gonna hit the ground. Oh, like you just hit the deck. Oh, okay. Like to um, avoid you, to avoid the like jump. Like stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, like I'm expecting impact. I oh. I am I am gonna hit the ground into a curl into a ball. Tara makes a very uncharacteristic, slightly uh, shrill uh, little whisper shriekish thing hits the ground and uh this happens right as davina tries to run and jump on her so davina just clears the the small dwarf um and cody meanwhile runs straight into tara on the floor and trips over her and uh the two are now tangled together a little bit <laughs> i am being licked to death i am i join in the licking <laughs> kind of strange to be honest to lick your friend even in dog form but okay we we uh we don't kink shame here it's not hey it's all platonic all right davina's too young to have a kink also like her kink is turning people into angels what are you talking about so wait so like do we have the same relationship as friends when she's a dog as when she's not a dog because i don't feel this is the case so tara you are attacked by two canines and cody is not quite like as happily like trying to like lick you like a dog would he is more so just like sniffing every crevice because now he's like i found i found i found the i found the thing i found i found the thing that smells i found it where where is the source coming from he's sniffing like your armpits and like your neck and stuff um meanwhile davina dog is just like so happy jump doing like she does like a little like a little circular uh, trot real quick before pouncing back <laughs> that poses a good question though I'm, I'm wheezing on the floor how, how does Tara think of Davina in dog form how does Harry Potter think of Sirius Black when he's in his wolf form oh yeah this is not the same I think um, I cur- didn't Harry pet Sirius one time how does Bella feel about Jacob in his werewolf form I think I see Davina as Wilfred she Let's tries not go to there. It, so. we don't want horny but basically, I think that Tara sees uh, the dog relationship as like, I'm like giggling because it tickles because I'm being sniffed in all places, but I'm distraught. 
I'm, I'm embarrassing in you, you in public a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally embarrassing me. <laughs> but there's a little bit of affection there too. Also, when you look at Davina, even in dog form, you can kind of see a little bit of her facial structure. So there's a weird like uncanny valley thing going on where you're like, you're fucking, da- you're you're da- you're fucking Davina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's creepy. I've also ridden her in in um what wolf form or something. Horse form, that was weird. But um, yeah, I'm gonna squeak and hit the ground because I'm not prepared for this, and um, I'm gonna attempt to not pee myself. So many different I'm not gonna kinks make you here roll a out of context. I'm, 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 He's sniffing everything. I'm absolutely not gonna make you roll a pee check. What do you say to her after five minutes of enduring this attack? I, I slowly back away and I just sit down and I watch her. I'm gonna get Cody it. Cody follows by example. Uh, also uh, has been sniffing this entire time. Uh, has definitely already sniffed every part, but goes over it again several times. Um, but sits next to uh, Davina. Davina somehow this entire time, even with teeth on his leash, managed to uh, keep teeth on the leash and still lick at the same time so now you just see a mastiff sitting next to a husky essentially holding the leash both of them looking pretty happy i've had a rather eventful night and i think i think we should go see what tucker's up to where's tucker Event, eventful day eventful day it is morning it is barely noon oh that's right actually i just finished breakfast and we have to go do the thing let's go to see what tucker's up to you guys don't know where he lives. He never told you. Oh. Ah, well, time to pull out the sniffer. The turtle scale. <laughs> what was the point of that? I just nuzzle my nose against Tara's hand and I wag my tail profusely in an attempt to communicate that I was just really happy to see her. <laughs> I'm going to begrudgingly pet the dog. <laughs> I'm gonna go okay, and I'm gonna pet the dog. Angry petting dog. Dog is big. I am small. Um, I'm going to push my snout into my bag, and I'm gonna kind of push out the turtle scale and kind of just like flip it over and over. Do I have to roll to figure out if I know what she means? I'll say Tara. Tara can probably tell what she, what this creature means. But I don't want to see him. Whimpers. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do have a thing. <laughs> you looked so smug as you leaned in and said, whimpers. <laughs> Puppy dog eyes activated. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll play along. I do a little happy bounce, and um, I move the scale over to Cody, let him get a good sniff, and I'll lead the way. Who would like to roll a... Perception check for Cody. Uh, again, this is going to be with advantage because dogs have advantage on perception checks uh, based on smell. I got an eight. With advantage? With advantage? No. <laughs> I got a 12. So he does have a plus three to perception checks. Pretty good. 15. That's great. That's solid. Yeah. yeah. So he gets a 15. Um, you guys see it. This was actually a little bit of a harder check just because Tucker hasn't been this way for a while and, you know, you have to pick up the trail a little bit. Um, but I will say that you guys start following Cody as he starts heading towards the goods goodies because that's the last place that you guys would have met up with him essentially and he's probably going to lead you guys trail wise from there to where tucker is staying poor tucker his uh his turtle cave has been discovered or it will be very shortly um with that actually let's jump over to tucker
Wait, hold on. Imagine the humiliation of that. To live your whole life as a rogue only to be sniffed out by a dog girl. This so is easily. That's if you guys find out that's where I live. Damn. <laughs> fair. That's, that's fair. Okay, so here is what is going on with Tuck Tuck. As a reminder, Tucker, you are downstairs and you are currently in the basement of the Madeline Barrel, having just defeated the Infernal Rat and having your weird, almost out-of-body experience for a moment. It's definitely very, very shooketh by that. Um, what would you like to do? I would like to ignore that anything odd happened to me and proceed as normal because the idea that something's wrong with my body frightens tucker that's fair and also you're not magic this magic bullshit is like davina and tara's whole thing you're not fucking you're not like a like like davina's little ang avatar self you don't get visions and shit no no this is weird this is unnatural i'm noping out (laughs) so i like to think that tucker's that Tucker's balls shrink a little bit further up at this idea of What is of the magic. fascination with his balls, y'all? <laughs> they must be large. <laughs> Anyways, um, Tucker, so you fully just in denial, nothing weird happened. Don't fucking ask me about it. Nothing fucking weird happened. Um, you... Carrying the, the rat, going up the stairs, and I'm going to find Oz, because he's the one who tosses these out, right? Yeah, he normally disposes of them for you. I gotta be careful. I'm not gonna, like, show the customers. I like to think Oz is spelled A-H-Z because that's how Jonathan Wait, does things. That, Kylie? Kylie, you talking shit over there? Yep. Kugaf <laughs> <laughs> with a fucking C. Yeah. I like to think that Oz Talk is spelled guys. A-H-Z also, because that's how Jonathan fucks with things. His name isn't Oz. This is true. It's Ozly. <laughs> fucking Eric's the one that calls him Oz. <laughs> What's, how do you spell it? O-S-L-E-Y? That's my guess. That's my guess as well. O- O-Z-L-E-Y. No, no, Michelle's guess was O-S-L-E-Y, right? Oh, yeah. Mine is more Emerald City. Yeah. I bet A- You can kindly fuck off. A-H-Z-L-I. is O-S-L-E-Y. Yeah, fuck you guys, too. Anyways, Tucker, you walk up the stairs. Tucker walks up the stairs. Fucking shish kebab, fucking infernal rat still in hand. You kind of have to like awkward. Do you awkwardly like shoulder bump the trap door up? Because you can do that. It's just you. You are using both hands currently to hold the rat. I'll just use one hand. Cool. Do you just sheath your dagger? Though? Yeah, I don't. I don't see why I would need it. I would have. I would have put it away before I grabbed the the rat. So you have the rat, in which case, uh, very very much like meat on a skewer. You have it stabbed onto your rapier then, and you have sheathed your dagger mm-hmm. with your free hand. Yes. You open the trap door there's just like this grab and like turn method to just unlock it essentially mm-hmm. and you pop it up uh coming out of the slightly honestly musty cellar you you think to yourself for a moment maybe you should tell osley to like you know let it be a little bit less damp in there it might you know stop mold and stuff like that from growing but in all fairness infernal rats probably dry out the area around them so who the fuck knows but as you go up 
up the steps back up to ground level. You are in the kitchen. What you hear in the the main restaurant of the or the main the main dining area of the tavern is you you hear dishes being moved around. Presumably, Osley's probably cleaning up. Ah. So you you call to him, and Osley walks into the kitchen where you are, just kind of like putting down like a moist rag and just like ah. Did you handle it? Ah. Ah, 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 pointing with his finger just... Yeah, I think things are getting a bit worse down there, Oz. Ah, I'm going to make a roll real quick. Is Oz having a seizure? Does he faint? Tucker, Oz runs out of the kitchen towards where you know the, the, the bathroom to be. And a moment later, you hear severe retching noises. I'm going to take the initiative here and just go straight to the dumpster since it's already on my rapier. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing it's out back and I can just quickly go over, slip, you know, use my dagger to slide it down, kind of like a Brazilian barbecue style, and then head back inside. (laughs) I was just looking about getting Brazilian barbecue and now I'm going to be thinking of an infernal rat. You <laughs> you go uh, at this, you just, okay, go back into the kitchen. Towards the back, there is a, a back door of this kitchen uh, of the restaurant general, and you go into the back alleyway. There's, like, kind of a dumpster, like a disposal place, um, and you just, like, using your dagger, just slide this infernal rat off. The blood is black. It's pretty gross. You have to, like, clean it off with some, like, rags and Ew. napkins and shit. It, it's fairly disgusting, but you are able to like remove the traces of the infernal creature from your uh, from your rapier. Does my rapier look shiny? Um, it looks slimy. I would like to continue cleaning it. <laughs> <laughs> you you continue you you take great care and continue cleaning it, and eventually, yeah, the, it, it looks it looks a little bit shinier now and less so slimy. All right, I'm going to, you know, inspect it, look at it, give like a nod of approval and a smirk, and then go back inside. Cool. You sheath your rapier, you go back inside. Um, as you go back inside, you see Oz sitting there with a glass <laughs> and some kind of darker colored liquor inside of it. Um, he looks pale um, and just kind of shakily smiles to you. Ah, hey, talk. <laughs> Hang in there. He's not the best at comforting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in God. there, yo. Give him a shoulder bump. But prayers, <laughs> like my guy. Jesus. It'll all get Ozzy better soon. Kind of swirls his drink a little bit and then quickly downs a decent portion of it and just kind of. <sighs> so, um, uh. I uh, just wanted to remind you that I really, really appreciate what you do. Um, you know, rent for the next, uh, we'll see, two, two weeks. We can just uh, pretend, you know, it's, it's good. It's all right. Uh, we, we have some of the, 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 the customers' birthdays are coming up. I'm sure we'll be doing really well this month. You, you, we can just, uh, you paid for this week already. We can just not count the next, we, we can count that towards the next two weeks too. If that's all right with you. Two months. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, 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 
Uh, uh, uh, uh. <sighs> okay, well, I am. Um... He concerned looks to the uh to the trap door the, there was only uh there was only one right you got you got it <laughs> probably okay okay um well i uh i'm gonna just go grab some supplies to to cook uh for the lunch rush that's coming later um you can you can just uh hey uh, 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 you see just kind of like still a little bit shaken your joke definitely actually uh cheered him up like helped him a little bit um but he he just goes and like unlatches the uh the 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 trap door with such hesitance and goes down to uh to presumably grab more potatoes and such um you had checked there was no other creatures in there um but yeah so now i've i've done i'm done with all my obligations i've read my letter i've eaten food i've dealt with the rat i can just do whatever i want with my life for a few hours until this dog sniffs up your asshole what Right between the testicles. There are dogs on the hunt for you, and they're going to sniff everything you've ever owned. Right between the (laughs) testicles. I will find that answer out for myself. You know, it seems like a good time for an out of town trip. You want to go visit the farm? You want to go to the farm? farm. I know. However, how fast are we approaching? I do have time that I would probably want to kill recreationally okay fair um so you step out into the street uh it's a pretty nice day out uh it's sunny you know uh slightly cloudy but mostly sunny um precipitation's pretty low nice calming winds um i don't know why i'm telling this the non-druid of the party um as you step out something feels off your senses tingle a little bit your uh, your torto senses are tingling why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check 20 absolutely fuck off um here's what happens all right here's what happens you, i would like to perceive the gods you perceive an asian guy with a tank top and glasses and fucked up hair staring with a fucking jack and pepsi in hand um no here's what happens you step outside you take like a nice deep breath of like fresh air the 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 underground was a little uh, the the basement was a little bit damp um and having to deal with the infernal rat was pretty gross um and you just kind of ah, like take a look around and as you are looking around your eyes immediately lock with some kind of fucking hooded figure like maybe 30-ish feet away leaning trying to be inconspicuous leaning against a fucking wall like an alleyway not too far away how tall uh a little bit taller oh no like just a little bit shorter than you like adult humanoid of some kind you lock eyes with them from this distance and from this distance you see their lips literally mouth oh shit and they make to take off what do you do split second decision split second decision this is like happening right i would like yeah i'm saying i would like i would like to chase after them you 
crazy sequence of events. You come outside, take a deep breath of fresh air, lock eyes with this guy, see their mouth say, oh shit, and start to try to take off. You clear 30 feet in six seconds before they can really fully like get out of their like cool stance on the wall. And you just, one like forearm just pressed against their throat immediately. This is an alleyway that there wasn't anybody else in, and it seems like that was intentional on their part, but it's not paying off for them. And and you immediately hear, whoa, 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 who are you? What are you talking What are you talking about? Who are you? No, really, Batman. <laughs> As Sorry. you are doing this, Do Parker, I need to go higher pitch? No, 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 no it's great. Fun. I think that was great. That was very intimidating. As, as you are doing this, you are pressing this guy slowly higher, like his back was already against this alleyway wall. You are slowly pressing him up higher and higher. Now his feet are slightly dangling. You see, as you do this, because of how the how he's like forced against the wall, the, the, um, the wall pulls down his hood and you see purple skin and silver hair and pointed ears. Drow? You, this is a drow. You don't recognize them, but you get the sense that, especially from the voice as well, this is a male drow some kind, and as you are lifting them, their cloak also opens a little bit, and you see that they're wearing typical leather armor, and you can even see like a rapier at their side. They haven't tried to grab for it quite yet. It hasn't reached that point, but they're just like, whoa, 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 we can talk, we can talk, man, we can talk, we can, we can, we can talk, we can talk about that, we can talk about that. Answer the question. My, uh, go ahead and give me an intimidation check with advantage. Yeah. Fingers crossed that we get full-blown Batman when he's, like, fully matured. Eleven. Intimidation modifier for me is zero, because I have no charisma. (laughs) Okay. So I will say that even with an eleven... This guy is pretty fucking shook by this interaction because, again, you get the sense this guy was trying to spy on you. Probably not for his own goals or anything like that. You don't recognize this guy, and honestly, he doesn't look like he's that capable of a, of a, of a thief or a rogue or whatever the fuck he is. Um, but as he's, like, struggling to come up with words, and you see he is trying to think of saying something else, he just goes, oh, okay, okay, look, 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 it's, uh, oh, okay, 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 just let me, let me down, let me down, let me down, I'm, ah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass May out here. May I perform here. an action? Huh? May I perform an action? <laughs> sure. I'm only using one arm to hold him up, right? Yeah. I would like to use the other to unbuckle his rapier from his, like, what's holding it so that it falls to the ground. Okay, yeah, you unbuckle it. Um, You see, as it was escalating, he was slowly trying to reach for it, and he just grabs at thin air, and he's like, shit, 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 okay, 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 I give, I give, I give, I give, man, I give. He's, like, trying to pat you on the shoulder now. Oh. Yannis, okay, Yannis, Yannis, he just wanted to keep an eye on you. Fuck, fuck, oh, God, why are you so strong? Oh, my, ah. I'd like to press harder. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why? Go ahead and give me a strength check, Tucker. Oh, not a strength, come on, man. <laughs> you can't be that man without putting in those reps. Now roll. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did not put in the reps. Another two. Is advantage or not? But no advantage this time. Ooh, and my no boy advantage. is weak. This is a minus one. <laughs> so that is an unnatural oh, one. So unnatural one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so here's what happens, I'll say. It's not like an instant fail for it or anything. You move to try to... Adrenaline is what kind of helped you lift this guy off the ground. Your arm starts to kind of shake a little bit, but you get the sense this guy can't tell that you're like starting to struggle and eventually you just have to like kind of pull your arm back and he just falls to the ground like a fucking sack of potatoes <sighs> okay i'll roll with this <laughs> i almost called him yenus <laughs> oh yeah i have to remember Where's not he? to do that when I'm in character. <laughs> Yenus Wait, the no, 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 you were trying to call him weird shit earlier, too. Why does Yenus want information on me? <clears throat> you see this guy looks kind of confused by a moment by the name, and just... <clears throat> oh, I think you, like, bruised my throat. Um... Yenus... Mm. What, Yen no, uh, whatever. Yenis just wanted to, to check in on you to uh, make sure you're doing all right. You know, he's got to keep an eye on his friends and all that. Friends, stop by and talk. They don't send minions to spy. Uh, yeah, I'll be sure to pass that message along. Uh, you know... Us, uh, us drow in our, uh, weird customs and stuff, you just kinda, when you have a friend, you just follow them around for a, for a bit, ha ha ha. Enlighten me, sir DM. What kind of animals do people raise on farms in this, uh, universe? Cows. Goats. Oh, okay, sheep. so I can say bullshit, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Bullshit. You better tell me right now, or you won't be saying much for a very long time. And I'd like to draw out my dagger and start moving it towards his mouth. That got dark very fast. Um, Turn from Batman to the Joker. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> um, <laughs> that was terrible. You want to see a magic trick? <laughs> so he looks between you, looks to the knife, looks back at you. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Look, Yanis just wanted to know, just wanted to see how you were doing after fighting his sister, okay? I was just told this guy lives here-ish. Go see if he's, like, limping or anything. See how he did, okay? Do I believe him? At this point, you have threatened this person with pretty severe violence. You have good reason to believe him, but go ahead and make an insight check regardless. 14. Uh, with insight, that's a plus 2, so 16. These drow guys, these kind of like drow groupies almost that follow Yenis and uh, his sister Chasden, they are 
nowhere near as talented as the Kladtara family is, and they kind of just hang on and like try their best to basically garner favor and stuff, and hopefully get you know jobs from them that are not ass. But in this moment, it's not he. Yenis isn't nearby. Chaslin isn't nearby. There are no other drow nearby. These drow can be a little bit cowardly when they're by themselves, because normally you have to remember there's a lot of these fuckers. It's normally nighttime. They're ambushing someone. They're, like they they are in a lot of ways as as uh, members of the Bountiful Harvest Alehouse. They kind of act like bullies a little bit with their jobs. This guy's alone. He is scared as shit and normally it's probably not used to being the one to like have to try to talk to people so he he is not in this moment lying as far as he knows at least because yenis might have had some other intentions but for this guy what he knows is like yenis told me to go see if he's doing all right and to like report back i would like to investigate his clothing his clothing with my free hand no like his pockets and stuff see what he's got on him while I'm still holding the dagger up to his mouth. <laughs> You're really milking this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. Um, give me an investigation check because you are still like only using one hand and you're not going to be able to really go into any like deep pockets or anything like that like without it being kind of weird. So, so go ahead and give me an investigation check. 19. What's your modifier? One. Uh, so 20. Unnatural. Woo! Oh, fuck. Damn. Um, unnatural 20s, unnatural unnatural ones, nat 20s. You've been rolling pretty well and pretty shit this yeah, episode whatever, at the same time. Yeah, whatever this is, it doesn't do medium. <laughs> <laughs> um, On or off. <laughs> so here's what you get off this guy. A whopping two gold as well as 15 silver and 30 copper. You don't deserve this stuff. You don't deserve this stuff. You'll continue to plunder and raid. Hey, I don't rape. Raid. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, moving on, moving on. Here, okay, so you find two gold, 15 silver, 30 copper. The other thing you find, there's two other things you find. You find a small, inconspicuous vial of something, and you also find a uh, a letter. Or rather, it looks more like a note than a letter. Can I read the note? I open it with my hand? So with one hand, you kind of awkwardly, and the, the drow guy goes, wait, 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 well, wait, 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 that's not... to be clear, I put that, like, so I can, like, hold it so I can still see yeah, his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. You know, all careful and shit. <laughs> he goes, wait, 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 that's not free. But you, you ignore him. You open the letter, it's in some other kind of language. I can't read it. Nope. I'm a pocket, everything I took from him. Uh, he protests greatly. The vial, the note, the currency. And as he protests, I'm going to move the knife a little bit closer to shut him up. And then I'm going to start talking. Tell Yennefer... Thanks for the information. And next time he wants to check up on me, he can come himself. My advice to you is don't come my way again. And I'm going to let him go and I'm going to walk off. Okay, cool. You let him go and you walk off. And as you walk off, you hear like rapid footsteps as he is sprinting away. Bitch didn't even pick up his rapier. 
um, is just sprinting away as fast as he can and just like runs and just ducks down another alleyway or something like that and i pick up the rapier then yeah you you do like hear him like just (laughs) run as fast as you do pick up the rapier my new uh destination is the nearest armory you pick up the rapier uh it's not made like special or anything like it's very very standard issue um and you start walking out of this alleyway and as you walk out of this alleyway feeling a little bit good about yourself a little confident you hear footsteps like many, many footsteps, light footsteps, but many footsteps coming from around the alleyway. Nobody really comes this way, and it makes you feel a little bit suspicious. I hear a ton of light footsteps. Yes. Like paw steps? And I see nothing. Like tippy tap. It seems to be around the corner uh, to, like, the main street. So, yeah, I'd like to, I guess, ice climb my way up the, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. with no, my claws. No. <laughs> No, huh? What you do is you you uh, you kind of huh, pocket the rapier, pocket all this stuff. Just jump up, grab onto uh, like some exposed stone in the wall, and then you just flip your legs up, grab onto another thing, and just kind of like whoop, 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 all the way up until you are on top of this building. It only takes you like a moment. These buildings are not very tall, and uh, as you are looking down, you see a bunch of goats walks through and a hurt like some kind of goat herder they seem very lost uh you hear it, it's a uh, it's a <laughs> it's a half elf like man like a little bit older that just ah i don't think this is the way back to southern Galloweck, but we uh we can keep looking all right goats yes jeffrey valley all right let's keep we'll find it eventually uh it's just him he's talking to his goats he has named them okay uh <laughs> I'm going to walk to the other side of the roof or whatever and find the nearest street and make my way down. Cool. You walk to the other side of this roof. Um, You just kind of like let your way down and just hit the ground with a light thud. Um, And as you are walking away, um, (laughs) Davina and Tara and Cody... You have just seen Tucker materialize out of nowhere. Uh, the scent trail had gone cold with a bunch of sheep and go- or sorry, a bunch of goats. Um, and he has just jumped down from a building and has not noticed you guys. Uh, what would you like to do? After him. <laughs> I am not. Charge. You're a dog. <laughs> I am a dog. <laughs> I am not going to run. I am not going to chase this man. I am going to stop where I am. I don't think I'm moving particularly fast, but I am walking towards the nearest armory at this point to go inside. Hey, uh! <laughs> you hear uh, a tiny voice from hey, behind uh. you. Sorry. <laughs> That'll be my next character, by the it's way. It's like Toadette. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jonathan has not explored my vocal capabilities as he has explored yours in this campaign, so you just fucking wait. I mean, Eric's the one that chose to do fucking... That's true. Can you imagine if, like, for the past voice. 16 episodes, I was just like, How dare you? If yeah, no, I don't think I could manage all that all the time. Tucker, you are walking away. You hear this noise briefly. Suddenly, uh, you feel a weight on your back try to push you to the ground. Go ahead and give me an athletics roll. <laughs> 19. What's uh, your athletics? It's not good. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, yeah, minus one. Right, I'm going to make a roll for someone else real quick. Oh, no. 
that's a nat nine. Um, you almost get pushed over as Cody lunges forward and jumps onto your back, trying to pull you down, panting and like glee the entire time. Davina, you are yanked forward as you are still holding his leash by your teeth as Cody tries to like bring Tucker down and is unsuccessful. Oh my god, I melt emotionally. I'm petting him and calling him a good boy. So adorable. (laughs) (laughs) I love that Tucker was the one that was like, we need a dog. Do I have any more jerky? Do I have jerky? Still, uh, I think, I, think you I, still I do have some. Like, yeah, you do still have some. Yes, I've tried you pork belly. Around. I give him the pork belly. <laughs> you turn around. You see, it's it's. Uh, you see, it's Cody uh, still attached by a leash to. Oh, that's Davina's dog form that pushed past you the other day, and Tara, who had just called for you. Um, you see, Cody is very excited, just sniffing your scale. Seems like they found some way to track you down. You're very happy they didn't find you inside the battle and barrel. Um, but yeah, you see the rest of your party. I am I am kneeling down next to him, petting him, and I, uh, I'm going to first stare at uh, Davina for a solid five seconds. And then I'm going to look at Tara. Why is she a Mastiff? Is there ever an appropriate answer to that question, sir? I bark. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I'm becoming a weezer. Um. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look at you I'm like like what's up, Tara? Why are you here? Can you read this? Tara, go ahead and give me a history check. I seem to remember. I'm good at that. It's a zero. That's sad. <laughs> history is intelligence, isn't it? Yep. Ha ha. Oh, that was... You were serious. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Nine to nine. Oh, that's not that bad. It's not that bad. bad. Um, Feels bad. I thought you were getting my numbers, like a two. (laughs) So... You're not able to get much from this. However, even with a nine, you can tell that this is probably elvish. Okay. As a reminder, the dwarves and drow kind of worked together in the past a little bit. And while the drow have, for the most part, migrated above, there are still drow in the depths. They just kind of have their own separate areas. And even though they're not as prevalent in the depths anymore, they still do have, like, some traces here and there where they've maybe written something here or something like that. So you've seen this script before, and it occurs to you that it's probably elvish. That looks an awful lot like the Snootian dolls. But I couldn't be for certain. I don't read it. Read it. Ah, I think I know what you mean. Also, where'd you get it? Just found it lying around. Uh Uh-huh. I take a look at the note and I want to say something, but I realize that I can't, so it just comes out as, like, speaking bark. (laughs) Cody looks fucking horrified at this. (laughs) Like an unearthly howl. (laughs) And then I uh, quickly try to switch back into my human form. Okay, cool. With, like, a very loud noise you turn back into an asmar very very quickly none of like the the horns and sirens of the normal there's no transformation on the way back no 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 you're trying to do it quickly because you're trying to talk so is all the hair just oh. trust me you body. still transform 
Yes, you still transform, which is very fast. Sloth <laughs> is blowing in in a way I don't understand. Just all at once. It's like when you hit a tree that has snow on it and just falls down yeah, like a all at in a pile on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Cody sniffs the dropped hair like like friend? Where did friend go? Uh, that doesn't look like anything I've ever seen before. Hey, next time you become a big dog, how about less licking in the sensitive places, huh? Sensitive? What sensitive places? I'm not sure how fragrant my armpits are, but they are, they are not. Was I licking her armpits? Sounds like it. <laughs> the slow <laughs> nod from the DM. <laughs> not a no. disappointment. You've never had your armpits licked by a dog? We don't need to we get into don't. that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. But it tastes like pecans in there. Ew! <laughs> no, Vito! Can we. What the fuck? Uh, gag. Gag as Tucker. Uh, uh. I, I no longer want to squat next to the dog petting it. I'm standing up. I'm... Michelle and I can do anything. <laughs> We're unstoppable. Hey, Tara. How was that boy? Oh, God, no, don't say it like that. It was, I don't want to talk about it. But look, I got this really cool um, hammer. From Loverboy. And I'm going to, I'm going to take it out. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I fully almost spat my drink earlier at boy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so. Can you do a Kratos impression? Boy. That was good. That was good. Oh, that was good. But that's that also good. not the like reason that. why I cringed so hard at Boy earlier. But that, that's besides the point. Um, Tara, as you uh, reach to your pouch that you had been given, it jangles a little bit, and you remember that you, in fact, have multiple throwing hammers in here. I believe we had said four, although I'll correct that if that's wrong. And you reach inside and take one out. You'd only kind of briefly peeked at them through the bag opening earlier, but you take one out, and you see that these were um, lovingly made. It was kind of some kind of metal, like some kind of cheaper metal, like smashed and put together into the vague shape of hammers. It has a, uh, a, a strap of some kind of cheaper, um, maybe leather or something like that. But it does have this little loop on the end of it. And you have used something similar to this before in the depths as a kid for fun, because you guys don't really fight much in the depths. At least not as, you know, if, unless you're specifically like told you're going to learn how to fight. You don't really do that that much, but you have used one of these a little bit in the past. Um, go ahead and give me a history check with advantage, because I'll say that this will fall under your stone cunning ability. Why, thank you. That's fun for a long time to give me an average number. Twice. Eight. It's just spun forever, and it was like, ah! Eight. And I was like, okay. And then I did it again, and it was like, I said eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I will say this much. Even with a middling roll, I'll just say that you don't really notice anything special about these ones in particular. Um, however, these are dwarven throwing hammers. 
So, the way that these work is that because they are quite fragile, they will break at some point, and you don't know how many uses you'll be able to get out of each one before they break. However, even Cole had mentioned that these are fairly fragile. But the way that dwarves would use these, you can throw it like normal, or if you want to be a little bit more risky, you can grab it by the strap and swing it around fucking Thor style and chuck it at someone with the added momentum and doing that you'll make uh before you make the attack you will make an athletics check depending on how well you do on the athletics check it will change the range and damage of the hammer quite considerably if you mm. roll really want well uh, athletics however if you roll bad there is a chance on a nat one that you won't be able to make the attack and will instead do damage to yourself and give yourself disadvantage on your next attack as you injure your wrist only on that sling or every time i use the hammer only if you do the special dwarven toss so that's what a nat one would get you it's worth noting that a nat 20 with this cheap quality of hammer it's going to do a lot of damage and also explode in shrapnel noted damn well it's um it's uh it's it's good for now it'll work for now i imagine as you're kind of thinking about this you're you're getting a little bit distracted grabbing it by the strap and just like doing like a circle with it yeah i I can handle this as soon as i learn how to sing opera music or some shit i'm gonna like channel lightning into it (laughs) in this campaign or some shit use my bardic inspiration to inspire the fucking gods and their wrath did you find anything cool davina yeah actually speaking of gifts i also received this it's a staff of some kind but i'm not really sure what it does i'll say this you pull out the staff um it still feels like it has some kind of latent magic energy but for now it is just a stick wait wait what happened to the magical energy it's still there there's still a magical aura like about it like you can still feel like almost like prickliness in your arms as you touch it but you can't really tell what it does davina I think you're turning into a dog too much. You're playing with sticks in human form. (laughs) No, it's actually a magical stick. Mm -hmm. Do some magic with it then. I'm trying. (laughs) Does she do anything? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to mess around with it, but I realize I don't have identify, so I can't really like... Are you going to cast any spells with it? That's a cool idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that in the first place. I definitely said Avada Kedavra in an effort to be like, have you thought of <laughs> Expelliarmus? <laughs> have you tried uh... Accio? Yeah, let's try that. Um, oh, oh, well. That's not a word. <laughs> I think she said owl. Well, the thing I was like, let me cast. It was a bit of an owl was... impression. <laughs> like, I was like, let me cast something like not too powerful, not too costly. We could do like a shillelagh, but then I'm just making a magical stick, another magical stick. And I don't think that really serves us any purpose. I think it's hilarious if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my abs hurt from that. Uh, sure, let's cast shillelagh and see what it does. 
Okay. As you guys are in this back alley, oh no, you guys are next to an alleyway, but like kind of on the side of a main street across from the Madeline Barrel. Davina glides a hand as she normally does over this stick. Granted, her broomstick is still on her back, and this is a different stick, obviously. And magic comes from her fingertips and kind of traces up the the quarterstaff, the stick. But instead of it kind of bulging and growing into this club, you see that it remains the same shape. However, the wood kind of peels and then reattaches itself and changes into a very, very dark oak color, like almost black colored wood. And at the tip, several small little indentations begin to appear with little... um, with kind of a a moon-shaped indents. And then at the end, instead of a bulbous end for the normal shillelagh, it turns into a moon-shaped sickle blade. Whoa. Well, clearly this was intended. Do I have to try to, like, cast something through it? You still don't really know how it works. So you said it's a dark oak? Yes. With a moon at the end and, like, dimple spikes coming out of it? Yes. Can I cast a, like, is it possible to cast a spell if, like, the staff allows me to cast a spell through it? Like, you know how there's, like, a fireball Oh, staff? you're gonna try to see if it has any charges for a spell? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm gonna let Michelle make a fucking intelligence roll right now, because there are a lot of dangerous spells that could be stored in a staff. You can go ahead and try to channel magical energy through this if you want. I'm just saying you might explode the block. Um, ah. But, you know, carpe diem, do as you wish. Ooh. It is Divina, though. <laughs> It is Davina, but I'm also going to let Michelle, the player, make a fucking mental check to see if she really wants her character to channel magical energy through this when her dungeon master is a dungeon master that has given out stabs of fire before that you can instantly cast fireball. Just consider that for a moment. Yeah, but then I wonder, like, what space, what opportunity, when can I cast something that, like... Will it ever be the right time? You know what I mean? Will I ever be in a safe space to cast this? Well, maybe not in the hustle bustle of the city. More towards your nature, friends. There's less of them and they're more spread out. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, while doing your your chores, you can, like a rock, ha, ha, you can just go out there and practice whatever you need to. Yeah. Wow, pretty stick. Add to collection. Move on, next thing. <laughs> nice color. Can I hold it? Um. Can I? Mm, I don't really know what it does yet, and it might just go like big boom boom, you know? So I maybe after I figure out how to use it, okay? I wasn't that interested anyway. Oh. Yeah, X-May on the big boom boom, hmm? <laughs> Save that, huh? Let's cash that chip another day. Well, anyway. I gotta sell this rapier, so let's head to an armory. Just as long as it's not that armory. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. Don't give me the fucking face. I don't want to talk about it. Shut your shit. Shut your shit. Shut your shit. So let's go. Yeah. Um, can we drop off Cody? I don't know about you, but um, I'm kind of done of the sniffing and the licking and the biting. Yeah, I could really do without the biting. Well, he never bit me, but he did almost bite Tawny. I think he just thought that her hand was food. 
Yeah, let's let's make sure he doesn't know that anyone's hands are food. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna gesture to my entire body. Tucker, as Tara gestures to her body as food for the small wolf, you do indeed feel a little, a little, a little, a little nibble on your fingertips, just a little bit, a little bit. Turns into a bit of more of a nibble until there's there's a little bit of a baby tooth that's just kind of grinding away at your fingers. It's starting to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe we should find somewhere to keep Cody for a little bit. And he can't go back to the goods. Oh, and Mel Shadow won't have him either. I think his animals are going to kill themselves. Actually, though, bounties are about to come up in City Hall. We should probably go take a look before doing anything with Cody. Okay, sounds like a plan. We want to get there, you know, before anyone else can get something. Yeah, we could use some money. You guys head to Town Hall. It takes you around 20 to 30 minutes to get there. Um, It is at the center of town, but, you know, you guys are in the northern part of town, so you just really have to go south. Um, And as you guys approach the area, you see that... Just like the first time you guys came here, the area looks much nicer than a lot of the other parts of Kalawek. Now that you guys have interacted with Mel Shadow, though, and you guys have talked to him about, you know, the iron vein trees that he has, you guys do actually recognize a little bit of a difference in terms of the uh, architecture out here. Um, You see that there is iron vein trees that have been chopped for lumber obviously but you can still kind of recognize a little bit of a similarity to those strange trees that you guys had fought next to that (laughs) Chazden had been hiding in I almost said Chazden didn't do it I will get to Um, and you (laughs) god damn it and you see that um, they are definitely being used in a lot of these buildings to kind of make a more stable base. Uh, they're used for a lot of the buildings where other materials might have been too heavy or it might have been too intricate to try to make. Because remember, with iron vein, when it is heated, um, normally it is a very pliable wood. However, when it is heated, it turns into a steel-like texture. So there's, you know, there's a lot of like sculptures and stuff. Uh, there's some art pieces that are possibly it looks like they're made of iron main and you see that there's definitely a little bit more influence here um it maybe changes you guys' perspective on gork a little bit because for all you guys know he's the only iron vein supplier there's a lot of it here you can kind of see where he got his wealth yeah so you guys head inside cody is sniffing every single creature that he comes across like to the discomfort of many people um however you keep him on a pretty tight hold with that leash um and don't allow him to like stray too far um some people do almost trip on the rope however you pull him in a little bit closer and you know it stops being an issue however as you guys go back inside the gilded halls of the town hall you guys see that it looks a little bit different inside the actual architecture hasn't changed or anything like that however there are many 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 more people inside here it is honestly a little bit crowded however from your entrance you guys can see that on the side so as a reminder because it's been a while since we've been here in the middle of the room there is kind of a desk with a gnome lady the same gnome lady is actually there right now on the left and right side of her there are bulletin boards for people to put up bounties and this room has three exits one to the west east and north with guards in front of each of them of course however today along the sides of the walls there are 
dozens of people gathered and they seem to be kind of gathering around these banners. You see that there are six banners up, each representing one of the different kingdoms, apart from Kalawek, obviously, um, that have embassies inside of Kalawek. And Tucker, you've been here many times at this time to see kind of the bounties that these embassies are offering. However, it's a very rare occasion in which there's a representative from each of them. Going down the line, because again, I know we haven't talked about the various, uh, we haven't talked about the various kingdoms for a while, the various groups. There is Renaissance of Celestials, Zorak of uh, Demon and Devil Kind, Heru of Goblin Kind, R of Aberrations, Tifon of Fey, and Martavir of Dragon Kind, Draconics. And there is actually a representative here today for everyone, one for each. So, which one would you guys like to approach first? Not the Fey. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this just because this is fucking hilarious. When you guys, the Fey, uh, the Tifon banner is the closest one, and because of the fact that the creature that is like their their embassy representative today is floating, you can actually see them above, like the people around them. You see that it is a Feyrista from Seder Bucks that Davina actually gave her name to briefly, and she is going around asking for something. People are coming up to her and kind of trying to hear her out and stuff, but a lot of people don't seem to be very I'll interested. I'll listen to what she has to say. Can what I about about the dragons? Can I go to the dragons? You guys should probably stay collectively as a group. There's so many people in here. If you guys are separated, it might take like hours to find each other again. It's kind of like being at like a club fair. You just kind of walk up and listen. As a matter of fact, I'll say for flavor because this is pretty funny. They do each have like a pull-out like table. Cute. Can Tucker just start walking towards Zorik's table? Sure, he's big enough. I'll say you kind of with the crowd start pushing your two companions and Cody. Cody, by the way, is has been stepped on several times now and is now very much just hugging between Davina's Aww. legs. Aww. I feel bad for boy. He's very afraid. Too many people Definitely here. Definitely too many people. Okay. What does the Zorak guy say? So you guys go up to Zorak's banner, and you guys see there is a very infernal-looking tiefling standing here. You guys have met many tieflings at this point, but this tiefling, like, for one, looks fairly shredded, um, does look slightly disheveled, um, but has these weird kind of tenderly... Uh, orange and red glowing veins kind of coming throughout them, although they don't look uncomfortable or anything like that. They just look a little bit more devilish. Um, but you hear as they are approaching, or as you approach, that they are requesting help to investigate a series of disappearances that have happened with Zorak citizens at the embassy. Mm. What's my investigation? <laughs> One. Maybe not the bounty for us. <laughs> And just because you guys approached him with Tucker's uh, memory of what happened the other day in the forest in mind, uh, Tucker, why don't you go ahead and give me an insight check on him? And roll seven. That is insight nine. You're not able to gather much. Uh, it's a little bit too crowded inside here. 
Cool. So over the over the shouting, you hear this guy kind of talking about how uh, something's been going on. A lot of like the embassy members have been like you know not showing up and like disappearing and stuff. And they just are they they went to the city already to ask for help, but the city kind of just went well you know hire someone. You guys have money for that, and they were like okay yeah I guess we do. So now they're here looking for people to help them with it. That's they true. Just said, yeah sure you're it right. It's a government. hostile environment. <laughs> Listen. Well they are they are they are essentially guests in this in this land. Next to the Zorok table, I will say the closest one that you see is the Heiru table. Would you guys like to move towards that one and hear them out? Okay. Sure, yeah. So you move towards the Heiru table, and as a reminder, the only interaction you guys have really had with goblin kind thus far in this entire campaign has been the hobgoblin fight in episode, I believe, two or three. Oh, we killed that. That took forever. <laughs> so it's been a long ass time since you've seen one, but here you see there are three goblins, each of them wearing very tribal, very, very traditional gear, and one hobgoblin, the red, uh, very like almost samurai adjacent looking uh, goblins. Um, and they're standing together. You hear them out. Uh, the three goblins are kind of yelling in sync. Um, and the hobgoblin is just kind of like manning and seems to be like watching and making sure everything's going well. Um, they are telling uh, they are telling the crowd about how they are here on request of the third lavished king of heru who requests a captured giant boar bearing no injuries for this the asking price is 60 gold That's oh. So, oh no i mean with a little animal friendship it seems like it shouldn't be too hard for us it will hurt my soul sorry we're catching a wild boar for 60 gold a giant Did I hear boar, that right? but uh, yeah. And alive? Uninjured. Completely uninjured. <laughs> that sounds like a fun expedition. No! For 60 gold? That's 20 each. Hell no. Wait, how much was the was the investigating people one? How much gold was that? They didn't say anything about huh. it. Do I recognize this hobgoblin as the one that ran away? Nope. Definitely a different hobgoblin. Okay. Different armor, different markings. Um, I would say it didn't occur to you at the time because you'd only seen a few hobgoblins before in your life before you fought the first one. But those hobgoblins that day that you had f seen and fought, they were all wearing uh, armor that had distinct markings that were kind of similar. This one has very different tribal uh, markings. Mm. And you guys would remember, uh, just from world knowledge, Heru is an oligarchy. There's a bunch of various kings and empires of goblin kind within Heru. So it was probably from a different kingdom of some kind in Heru. Hmm. Any other tables nearby? <laughs> yeah, you guys continue walking down the line. Um, the next one you see is a representative from are now we have not seen any aberrations in this campaign thus far and they are definitely the most secluded and seclusive out of all of the different uh kingdoms but as a reminder R is the kingdom of aberrations and here you guys see a strange creature wearing a massive cloak with pointed spines at the bottoms. They have a humanoid ex exterior and appearance. The only thing that is strange about them is the fact that their head is that of a squid and they have Oh yeah, the only eyes. thing about them that's funny. Everything else is same. Big cloak, you know, all human except 
Davy Jones. Uh huh. Yeah. They, <laughs> their skin is purple. They're not wearing a Buccaneers hat, but their skin is purple. Their eyes are glowing, and what they are here for, you hear as they approach. And I'll even say, uh, you hear this in your head. You don't hear this like you see their their mouth tentacles wriggling, but you hear this in your head as you approach. And it's funny because it sounds like somebody's talking. It gets a little bit louder as you approach. However, you don't hear anything outside with your ears. You just hear it in your head. Cody even perks up a little bit confused and what they are here to uh, offer is they are here to purchase fond memories to be uh, sold in our I don't think we have any of those to give <laughs> I'm sorry um, what, what happens if you sell a fond memory to an aberration you guys have no fucking clue. <laughs> this is your first time ever hearing My it. guess is if you sell it, you no yeah, longer have it. Yeah, this is like it. donating a kidney or something. Oh. But your yeah. happiness. So do I forget it or do I just not feel happy about it anymore is my question. What if I've already forgotten it and if I give it? Does Jesus it Christ. have any cost to me? You can't give a memory. <laughs> Maybe it's have. worth less. You, you can't give a memory. I have you don't a very have. hazy memory of being happy last Tuesday. Would you like to buy that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they also do mention that um, that memories, each one tastes different. And so they will sample a little bit of it first to see how much it would sell for. I'll approach. Mm. They specifically said happy memories. Yep. What Happy does it mean by like sample? Like if buying, like if buying like a really nice fuzzy sweater, and like I was really happy about that, but I just forgot like the color of it all of a sudden. Oh, oh! Uh, it doesn't oh. affect you if they just sample it. It just becomes slightly blurry. Is there any harm in having yeah. it sampled? Not that you know of. But yes. so Tara, you approach. You approach and you put forward this intention to inquire further and this creature fully just eyes stop glowing and you see these strange very squid-like eyes turn and look directly at you all tentacles wriggling very quickly and you hear in your head You are interested in possibly selling a little bit, a little scrumptious bit of a fond memory. <laughs> You're weird. I just want to know how much one of my memories will go for, is all. I'm not sure if I'm ready to sell it. Why is do it you look like that? <laughs> it would be a pleasure to taste one, just a little nibble. <laughs> what memory would you be interested in possibly relinquishing? The first time I saw the light of day. At this, the tentacles all stop and freeze for a moment in their like wriggling state, and then they start wriggling so much faster as you as like this guy is kind of taller, so he is like leaning down, and the wriggling is going closer to your head. <sighs> the first taste of, of freedom. <laughs> of course, this will likely fetch a quite nice price. Now, would you mind so much if I were to just? taste a little a little bit of this of this delicate memory this delicious delicate memory okay so tara gives consent and davina and tucker you guys see at this this creature just kind of eyes glow so bright for a moment and just 
puts its its botanically mouth on Terra's head. Doesn't like eat you or anything, but Terra, your eyes, your your vision fades for a moment, and everyone, you see Terra's eyes glow a bright, bright purple. And Terra, suddenly you are mining again. Everything is dark. Everything smells like shit. You have pebbles under your feet. You have calluses. You you have dirt in places that it hadn't been since you got all those baths done. You're humming to yourself. And, you know, you're working late, as you would. What are you humming? Once there was a child that I once knew. Once there was a child that I once knew. That child's no longer six feet under. Once there was a child that I once knew. You know, a working song about dead kids. (laughs) (laughs) Cherry. Very nice. It's shit down here. As you are singing to yourself and humming, again, a lot of the other people that you normally work with have already left for the day. You heard there was some big event going on, but honestly... What does it matter, right? You are stuck in the depths. You've always been stuck in the depths. Maybe above ground is better, but honestly, it's probably just as shit as it is down here. And as you're mining away, you hear and feel a massive strum, a reverberation throughout the tunnels. It starts by you lifting your your pickaxe once more about to chip into a, a piece of ore, and you feel your feet shaking a little bit and you think, oh wow, I'm really that tired? It's time to head home already? But then you see the rocks shift as this wave of energy goes past you, making the hairs on your arms stick up and then it passes and a moment later you hear a strange cracking noise. It sounds like this earth being splintered and as you look up, that's truly what's happening. You quickly move out of the way. You you kind of throw yourself back and actually land on your ass against the wall and you look up as splintering the earth breaks open and something hits you in the eye but you cover it and you realize that it wasn't something physical it feels strange it feels warm you you try to open your eye but it's it's so so bright but you can smell something that smells fresh you hear noises of people from above what do you do? I am going to slowly approach the light, reaching forth my hand upward. The warmth has filled my soul with purpose and with happiness for the first time in my life. I have felt the warmth of the sun. As you raise your hand towards the sky that you have never seen before, some strange deep blue in the distance, You hear in your ears as you are ripped away from this memory. (sighs) This would be truly (laughs) delicious to take such a precious memory. I know quite a few aboliths that would love to purchase this. But would you truly be willing to part with such a memory. I'm up here now, aren't I? Hmm. How much? (laughs) I can tell from your other memories. You're the bargaining type, aren't you? I can give you access to my other memories. So, 
You didn't read the fine print then? Don't worry. Everything else will be as it was. And I don't particularly care for the squabblings of Kalawick. I just want to know, how much do you value this memory? I'm sure a pop cherry is irresistible to you, so we'll just call it that. So how many first tastes of freedom have you tasted, huh? What do you mean, how valuable is this to me? I'm asking you how much it can fetch on the market. I know what this is worth. I'm a dwarf. What the fuck did you think you were going to get? I will bargain for Costco goods. Ah, yes. Costco. I, too, would bargain for some delicious chicken mix. Well, I do respect the cherry you have offered. 50 platinum would be a fair price. That's like... That's a lot. You guys want to sell anything here? Um, 500 gold. Tucker's eyes are bulging out of his head. You don't know about this. Oh, I don't hear that price? Tara's still fucking like comatose right now. I'm not interested in the... uh, Nope. Only person that's fucking witnessing this is, is Tara. Please note that this offer is only for right now. 55 platinum. 50. 52 platinum. 50 and a pat on the back for trying to negotiate with an illithid while it is in your brain. No thanks. Suit yourself. Live in poverty then. And it just takes its tentacle head off of your head. This has only had this literally like under 20 seconds has passed for this entire interaction. And the named illithid goes to another person. I feel like this guy has such a <laughs> shitty job. He's just like cock tease 24-7. <laughs> like he only gets to taste nice things but never gets to enjoy them and indulge in them, you know? Yeah, no, illithids are, are funny. By the way, for those that have heard of these but uh, maybe have only heard of the other name, these are also known as mind flayers. From HP Lovecraft? Oh! Oh, okay, yeah, now yeah, I, I get it. Flares. Wait, this is like a fucking like powerful being then. Yes. I'm going to look at Tucker and smirk and go, could have had a lot of money. And then walk away. I don't believe she understands what a lot of money is yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. By the way, uh, 50 platinum would have put you well on your way to securing a magic item. I know, but no thanks. I have to keep telling dwarves to come up here with something. And I realized that I would lose the op. I would lose the Katara convincing all of the people to fight back on the metal ship advantage. I would lose the speech that invokes, we should leave the depths. And then I would lose my people entirely. With that, you guys walk away from the Illithid slash Mind Flayer. And you guys see there's only three, I guess technically you guys already saw the Tifon one, but there's only three other tables. There's one for Renaissance, Tifon, and Martavir. Which one would you like to approach next? They are all on the other side of the room, so they, you know, you have to walk over to them. Martavir. Martavir are the dragon kind creatures. You guys have not encountered them much in the story yet. But as you guys approach, you guys see that there is an extremely, extremely jacked silver dragonborn. This draconic humanoid creature standing on two feet with massive plated scales over rippling somehow scaly abs. They are shirtless wearing a loincloth as well as some pauldrons on their shoulders. 
Um, and as you approach, you can hear them yelling about how they are they are there on behalf of the Elder Silver Dragon Lashantra. Lashantra is requesting unknown stories and books. What do you mean by unknown? The Silver Dragonborn looks to you, and you see a look of disdain on the creature's face. My queen, Lashantra, would like to hear stories that have never been heard of before. Interpret that as you wish, Tortle. There's the unknown story of how I tripped on some beads this morning <laughs> that's never been told. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like... You get the feeling that that's well, not what they're looking for. They're looking for, like, legend lore, essentially. Yeah, I don't think I've had any experiences unique enough to be like, I have traveled many lands riding barrels and escaping dragon. Like, I can't yeah. tell them a tale of my adventures because I have hoth none that hoth had we, already had. Well, we killed a toad. Someone has already done that, though. That's what I'm saying. Also, people have heard it. So I don't know if they care if other people have heard it. I think so. I think maybe it's just if they have heard it already. Yeah, I guess we'll pass. We'll just tell him that he, well... Yeah, not for me. I'm going to walk over to the Tifon table. You guys walk over to the Tifon table, Tara slightly dragging the others. And you guys see that, as I mentioned earlier, it's the Feirista from Seder Bucks. And as you guys approach, you guys see that she is very much still in her Seder Bucks getup. She is still wearing the, the you know, the outfit, the, the uniform and everything. However, what she is here for today is... Then you guys come at the tail end of the story, so you guys come back around. You guys wait until she starts at the beginning again. But she had a schedule conflict with a co-worker at Saderbucks and is pissed off and is asking for good recommendations on messing with a co-worker without actually getting in trouble and using some form of trickery that is not fae trickery because it's very easy to anticipate by other fae. She also details that if any group is able to give them a good suge- uh, give her a good suggestion that works, that she'll find them later and give them a free Saderbucks membership. Davina. Ah, uh, that's for me. You know how they done goofed you last time? I'm going to be done goofed again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so a Seder Bucks membership basically means that all of the Fae people become your friends. And also, like, if you are trying to buy a drink that's like $10, you only have to pay like $7 for it. So it's like kind of cheaper. And that goes for like all of the drinks. So even my favorite drink would be like... It wouldn't cost me as much, so it would be like a really, really good deal. Um, as you're saying that, the Feirista quickly zips over and without skipping a beat goes, Please keep in mind that the 31% discount is only on specific holidays, uh, holidays exempted as a matter of fact, and there are blackout dates throughout the year, as well as the fact that you can only use it at certain embassies. It is only usable in the Embassy of Cal, Embassy of the Feywild, in the Calowick, and, and uh, there's a lot of other terms and conditions, but you know, please help out, it'd be really helpful. Zooms away. Yeah. What she said. Oh, that's not. And then I'd like to go to the next table. <laughs> you guys had, you guys have to kind of go through the crowd a little bit. You guys had gone to the middle of the other section and then went to one side. So you have to cross again, walk past the uh, disdainful looking Martavir representative. And you guys finally come across Renaissance. You guys see that there is a celestial asimar with wings and a halo standing with a clipboard wearing a suit. They are asking for donations of faith as per the usual, but they also have a special request this week. Tucker, you would know this guy, or not this guy specifically, but Renaissance 
always has someone at town hall at this time. Normally, there's no actual requests, but normally, um, instead, they're asking for donations of faith. So people to essentially like give their faith to them and be like, "I believe in you," essentially, which it, it doesn't pay much or anything like that. They essentially just cast like a one-time use guidance on you, kind of. This person, this celestial Asmar again with wings and a fucking halo, is saying uh, that there were spottings of a cursed urn in town. Um, and Renaissance has been tasked with disposing of the urn that possibly contains tormented spirits. If the request is taken, a Renaissance cleric will go with the group that decides to help them with this, and they will be tasked with protecting the cleric as they exercise, exorcise the spirits. The payout, and uh, Eric's going to want to stay seated for this one, the payout for completing this is 360 gold. Not bad. And do we have to go anywhere? You just have to go with them. It sounds like it's in town. I think this is the one, guys. Does it seem like we can get this done before nightfall? Oh, definitely not. Uh, This is like a tomorrow thing. Okay. How does Cody feel about it, huh? Cody is sussed out by everyone. <laughs> Cody wants to Cody has gotten so he's still his between po- his Davina's little- legs. Yes, Cody has had his little Toby and stepped on too many times to really be uh, liking anyone right now. This this doesn't sound too bad. Is there any requirement that this be done today? Ah, hello. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, we would prefer for you to handle this problem, as you say, tomorrow. I'm gonna make fun of the fun of the absolute shit. Out of I it. would like to put my hand over her mouth because I sensed something was coming out. I would like to attempt to stop her from saying that before she can get too offensive. You do this. You quickly put a hand over over Tara's mouth, and as this celestial Asmar is looking at your group, his eyes fall on Davina. Ah, hello, small child. Hi, do I know you? <laughs> I don't believe so, but from the looks of it, you are one of us, yes? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. At this, the Celestial Asimar moves closer and gently puts a finger on your forehead before lifting it off, and you guys see that it was glowing lightly. You are an interesting one, but I think that the three of you, ah, my apologies, the four of you, gestures to Cody, will do for this. And he has given you a blessing? Consider it a portion of tithing to be paid to all those of celestial ascendance. Is that nepotism? Yeah. Nepotism, yes. Wow, thanks. What does it do? Does it make me really strong? It'll come in handy at some point, I'm sure. But in terms of physical tithings, reaches into their pocket, pulls something small out, grabs your small hand, puts something in your hand, closes said hand. Remember to do your prayers as often as you can, young one. And someday, flaps their fucking angel wings out. You'll ascend fully as I have. (laughs) Damn, this feels like some missionary work. You peep, and this Asimar has just gifted you a platinum. (laughs) Just given it to you. Wow, I'm being bribed. 
and it's working. <laughs> You're being bribed, and it's working. Good God. And with that, we will end the episode as you guys accept the request from the Celestial Asimar. Holy shit, there's a lot of platinum in this room. I have a question. Wait. So, Los Padres también do much. Are uh, Divina's parents also Asimar? Like full Asimar with the wings and no, everything? No, so this is specifically a celestial Asimar. It's an ascended. Okay, so they are. Fi- wait, not, not failures. failures. They're what just are failures. <laughs> so they are. No, no, no. Her dad is. Her dad Did is also. Did they choose not to go to college? Like, what her happened? Her dad is also an Asimar. Her mom is just a regular human. Um, but Asimar blood, the way that it works, if you have any of it, you are an Asimar. Um, you are of angelic descent, essentially. Also, um, I'll say this on mic because um, it's kind of funny. Uh, there's no way to really explain it in terms of mechanics, but Davina, sorry, Michelle, you've been given an inspiration point. Woo. Meaning, at any Do time, at do. any time, you can declare that you'd like to use your inspiration point, and you get to have advantage on a roll. Yay! Okay, that yeah, that will come in handy. I just got to choose the right yeah. moment. But yeah, no, a lot of a lot of uh, world building and lore and shit. This I honestly was thinking for a moment that Tara was about to fucking sell her most prized fucking memory that she talks about on the regular for fifty platinum, which, in all fairness, is a fuckload of like you could probably just buy a room with that amount yeah no it's a lot of money and i did seriously consider it but i think that dwarven leverage is going to be a lot more valuable in the long run i haven't really played the long game but i'm hoping that if i can i i just want to do a lot of tastings i need to understand what is what are my options here and um i guess if i'm the only one that had to suck face i guess i'm the only one that had to suck face i do find it really funny that because i honestly i thought before you even i i could tell that you wanted to see because you guys were asking like a tasting what does that do what does that do so i was like oh they're gonna want to like get a price range or something a little um pete behind the screen the maximum amount I was going to let you guys sell a memory for was going to be significantly less than that. However, I didn't think you guys were going to... Because that's essentially Tara's core memory. Like, that's her biggest thing by far. The only one I had to really sell. Um, that is kind of her reason for existing on a lot of levels. So I was like, holy shit, this is going to kind of break the scale a little bit. Um, in terms of, like, for standard happy memories, the, the asking price is much, much lower. Right. Is it still I- platinum? Uh, no, 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 it's not. Um, he was there to buy like a cut sorloin and you brought straight up wagyu yeah i was here to play i just wanted to know because like i've never heard of arboritions before so i just wanted to know yeah do you guys have any questions before we end which which one did you think we would go for I thought you guys would go for the Celestials one because especially at face value, 360 gold for an escort mission essentially is really good. Yeah, so that's the main one I thought you guys were going to go for. I honestly thought there was no chance you guys were going to even talk to the fucking Mind Flayer dude, the Illithid, Um, but you guys like went for it, so that was really cool. Um, Something else I kind of want to bring up, shoutouts to uh, to Michelle for bringing up the staff because you guys hadn't really talked about that that much, but that is going to be pretty interesting and important later on um i find it kind of funny that you guys obviously don't know the stats of the staff but uh michelle and kylie's characters both got a pretty significant boost in the past like episode and a half oh i'm excited we gotta up we gotta up our game because we got our asses handed to us in a couple of fights 
let's be real now. When's the last time we kicked ass completely? I mean, we all got humbled by Chaz Dick pretty severely. Tucker's feeling a bit better now because he God got to yeah. flay a rat. Let's not forget the sewers. Like, our fighting record, bad. L's to W's, not great. I, mean, I feel like I no, did actually, pretty good. I think we've done good because in the sewer, we had a big win and then a, like, sort of loss. Yeah, like, I mean, it was kind of an extraneous circumstance. Like, the dynamite kind of blew up in our face. And then we yeah. had a big win when it came to Igor and the guy we killed. Yeah, I feel like actually we've had a lot of wins compared to losses. Chazdik was our big, big loss, though. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, y'all had a rough time with Chazdin. Chazdin, you fucks. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, I am really excited because we are moving a little bit slower again. However, I feel like it is really good, especially after how fast we're moving for a little bit in terms of combat to combat to meeting Nowster's dead fucking disembodied ghost to fucking doing all this stuff. I'm really glad that you guys are kind of taking the time to smell the roses again. Michelle, I will let you in on a little bit of a secret. I have a specific instance plan for when that staff will fully activate. Until then, it will be useful, but it will not be at its full strength. Until that moment happens, it is just going to be a pretty stick. Oh, okay. I mean, Davina loves pretty sticks. Can she so. hit people hard? She can with hit it? people hard. It can still be used as a shillelagh. It's just, I have a specific thing in mind for when that thing is going to come into fruition. Because that is, that, the bater- uh, burden of Botanicos, those two things are essentially your, like, uh, what uh, Nowster's legacy is. So they're pretty important. Mm. I see. Mm. What if I became the next Nalster? Jesus Christ, you're going to turn into a dryad now? <laughs> all right. And with that, I think we're all set for the day. Uh, we did not do the punishment game today, Kylie. So with that, uh, I think since we have no other questions, it has been a pleasure playing with you guys today. And thank you guys for joining us. I hope you still have a little bit left at the end of that cup, mug, whatever you're drinking out of. Uh, Chalice for those that are really badass and hunting horn for those that are even more badass. If you have any hunting horns, please send them our way. Anyways, uh, let's hope that you have enough left for one last cheers. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Good night. And then we all turn into wolves.